Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast. We bring you the very best recorded panels, workshops, and seminars concerning role-playing game design and publishing. This has been made possible by the generous contributions of the panel speakers and double exposure with their leading game design convention, Metatopia. Episode 97, What an Editor Can Do for You, recorded at Metatopia 2015, presented by John Adamus. My name is John Adams. If you've uh, been on my panel before, uh, you've heard my spiel. Here's the short version. I'm John Adams. I'm the writer next door. Uh, I've edited hundreds of things in the industry and continue to do so. Um, I am a known, like you can find me online. Uh, the best way to do that is via Twitter. Um, I should I should have done the social media panel this year where I talked about like if you want to find this kind of worker, you look on this kind of social media. That I should have. I know, but <laughs> I, I did 14 other things. Yeah, Sorry, no, you I've guys. Seen, I've seen you in about four or five of them already. Yeah, I get around. <laughs> I, test not coffee. I don't do coffee. Oh, okay. I've never, I never got the taste for it. So, um, we're going to talk about what an editor does, uh, both um, like technically, and what that can do to serve your needs professionally. Um, I'm a freelance editor, which means I go where the I go where the work is. Um, I do not say I go where the money is because I don't know if you've noticed. There's not a whole lot of money in game design, unfortunately. There used to be, but then like there's no money anywhere. So the um, the critical thing is the edit where the editor comes in in the process. The the bigger outside gaming world would tell you that editing comes after writing, which is valid. But it's not the only time you can see me. The earlier you bring me into the process, and I'm going to say me like I'm talking about myself, but I mean the editor role. But since I don't have any other editors other than Matt on this panel, that's Matt, everybody. He's also really good at this stuff. But um, it's my panel, damn it, so you're going to hear my voice. <laughs> so the earlier you bring an editor in, the, the different the role they play. Um, so in order for me to get past that, we've got to talk about what an editor actually does. So, um, there is some dispute about what I'm about to explain because a lot of people think this stuff overlaps, but I'm going to make three distinctions. There is uh, what's called developmental editing, also called substantive editing. It's the same thing. Developmental is the trendier word, substantive is the old-fashioned word. Uh, Then there's line editing, also called paragraph editing, which is lines the more accepted term, paragraphs the old-time word. And then there's copy editing which you would recognize as what you guys did in English class or some form of basic, you know, a little bit more than press F7, but not by much. So uh, the distinctions between the two, copy is what you did in English class, so it's highlight the words that are spelled wrong, the grammar, the obvious big stuff. You need a comma here, you need the period here, that kind of stuff. Line is copy plus a slight, variable slight, but a look at, excuse me, at things like overall flow, 
does this make sense? Does this paragraph lead to this paragraph lead to this paragraph? And it's called line or, or graph paragraph editing because you're looking at paragraph placement. Why are we talking, if, if we're telling a story about a rainy day, I would assume to see the paragraph about the clouds ahead of the paragraph where we talk about what you're having for lunch. Generally, it's the order of information at that level. Bigger than that, the widest end of the scope, or, or the, more the most technical part of this, is developmental editing, where you're not even sure you want to talk about a rainy day. You're not even sure you want to talk this particular aspect. Or you know you want to talk about a rainy day, but you have no idea how. Or you want to make sure that your rainy day is unique from other people's rainy day descriptions. Um, and you can replace description or story with game as your leisure. Because it's, yeah. it's all interchangeable. And anybody who says otherwise... In the end, it is all the same. Yeah. And, and anybody who says otherwise, you, you tell them, John shakes his cane at you. Because... It is interchangeable. It's just a matter of different parts of the, the same toolbox. It's all going to be in a language. It's all going to have rules of structure. It's all going to follow the idea. It's all going if to, it's, if it's a game, whether it's board, card, LARP, role-playing, tabletop, or otherwise, it's all going to be designed to get the player to do something and have an experience. If it's fiction, it's about drawing an emotion out of the reader and giving, letting them express it. If it's technical, you're teaching them how to use a stapler or whatever it is you're teaching, if it's, you know, sales, you're trying to get them to buy something. So it's all the same spread, it's just different manipulations of the same tools. When you put, um, like, for example, psych art or book or something like that, that's technical. That's technical. Okay. Because you're, uh, anything that relates to a science or a trade is technical writing. Um, yes, by that definition, you could argue that game design is technical, and to a degree it is. But there is also enough of a creative element in game design where it kind of blurs that line. So generally when somebody asks, what kind of writing is game design writing? Uh, it's creative technical writing is usually how I quickly hand wave and then, you know, that usually works for people. The magic wand of promise. Yes. Um, well, I would actually hyphenate it. Creative technical. I'd make an, a I'd make an adjective phrase. So put a semicolon, I'll be so wrong. Don't do that. I'll shake my cane at you. It's been a long day. So um, what those things look like, we should probably talk about how this work happens. 99% uh, of the time, um, it's going to be done in Word. Yeah. And I, or a Word, similar issue. For me, it's for me it's LibreOffice because I don't, I lost my, my computer crashed and I had to rebuild and I can't find my Office CD. So fuck it, we're going LibreOffice. Um, but it's going to be, or, or Scrivener, it's going to be some form of word processor that has the ability to track, to visually track the changes from draft to draft, from iteration to iteration. And it's going to have some form of method, some form of software or whatever, that will allow you to leave commentary or notes on the text, whether that's the comment feature in Word, or the comment feature in, in, in uh, LibreOffice Writer, or... Um, Technically, I suppose it's the balloon text function in Adobe, but try not to do that because that's that's not. I mean, it's editing, but it's also a little bit too visual, and I'm looking more at the crunch of the words. So you want them in some form of a word format, word-based format, doc, docx, that. Uh, and that's usually just for everybody's convenience because you're going to deal with as a freelance editor, you're going to deal with a lot of moving parts. There's the writer that you've got to coordinate with. There's the 
the layout people who are kind of waiting on your shit. There's the publisher who's got the overall picture, the project manager who's handling all the, the irons in the fire. And you, you've got to have be able to, to give them a progress update without having to include like, oh, I've also included the ODT and the, the PDF and, and, and the raw, the, you know, the RTF and all this so stuff. So make it easy for them to see what you're doing. Yes. And, uh, yes. And generally they will tell you as a freelancer, they'll tell you what they want. Uh, and then trying to get creative and go, I expected you to want this is a great way not to get hired again. Uh, because part of freelancing is following directions as well as giving directions lower down the food chain. So when I talk to a writer, I know how to frame it and how to like get what the publisher tells me is what we're doing. I can relate that to the writer, and we work. And it goes up the food chain, but it's got to come down, too. So the process looks like this. Um, writer, now this is, how I, this is my method. Not everybody's method does this, but my thing is that if writer, if a company doesn't hire me and say, we want you to edit this, the writer comes to me and says, I want you to edit this. And I say, great, is it done? That's always my first question. If it's not done, I make them go finish it. Because working on it, if I'm not developing it, an undone thing is annoying. Because all of a sudden, oh, I, can get, I can get an email going, hey. Scrap that whole part. Forget that part. I wrote a new part <coughs> yesterday. But I just started. And it, it throws off my ability to know that, oh, you're done, so I can start. Um, the, the, the wrinkle in this is people go, but Google Docs allows us to write at the same time. No, I, I, I don't want you to write at the same time. I'm sure that's very fun for you and your, your co-writers to collaborate, but I don't want to be editing while you're still writing because if you start looking at me deleting things, you're going to change the idea you're creating, and I want to see your whole idea. If I start telling you, like, if you're drawing me a picture, we're going to take this out of writing. If you're drawing me a picture, and it's about a duck, and I lean over and go, that's supposed to be the duck's foot, and you start writing. I started to put doubt in your head, so you're not going to deliver me that duck. You're going to go like, what kind of duck does John want? Because I was going to draw, like, Donald, and I'm looking for Howard. And that's a, that's a hugely important part, because it's also important to get across to the idea, get the idea across to the writer, that a finished thing is how this stuff goes forward. Everybody finishes their part, and then it goes on. And when you don't finish your part... Uh, at least in the freelance food chain, you are stopping the rest of this machine, and the rest of the machine can get really cranky. Like, angry cranky. Which, when they get cranky, you don't get hired. Because word travels quickly that this person routinely extends or flakes on deadlines or under-delivers, or, like, we asked you for, I'm going to make numbers up, we asked you for 10,000 words and you brought us 1,800. And when we ask, like, what's up? They're like, oh, well, these are the best 1,800. Yeah, that, that wasn't the job. They might be, but we asked you for 10. You delivered 10. And now, I'm not saying like you can deliver 900, you know, 9998, and we're, it's okay. Or you can give us 10 and 2. Very rarely will I sit there and go, damn your two words. But on the whole, you want to try to get, you want to hit the bullseye, because that shows that, oh, the writer can follow directions. So, once the thing is done, I ask them what they want to do with it. Now, if the publisher is coming to me, I know what they want to do with it. They want to take it up so they can add art and layout and make it a thing. If a writer comes to me, I need to know whether or not we're just doing this to dig around, like we're just working. Like I want to see, I just want to get edited. I want to see what that's like. I want to get better, or I want to make this a book. I want to make this a product. I want to make this a whatever. And it doesn't matter what the product is. So then I start, and what that looks like is I open up the file. Uh, I read most of it. 
and by most, I well, usually it's anywhere between two and eight pages. Now, however long the page, I mean, if it's 165 pages, I'm gonna skim it. I'm gonna skim bits and pieces because I've been doing this 20 years, so I know right away, like, okay, so the way this person builds sentences and the way this person builds paragraphs, they are insecure, they love pronouns, they don't understand how commas work, and they, they love to hear themselves talk because they really want people to say they're good enough at what they're doing. Those are all the common, like, issues I threw all out at once. And you get a sense of that when you read the, the text. It seems nervous, it seems hesitant, it seems over long-winded in some parts and short in others, but in a non-organized way. It's just kind of like, Oh my God! And then this, and oh this, and oh don't forget this, and oh oh right. You understand? Everybody good? Everybody cool? Everybody cool? And it, it's it's way it's far more reassuring and far more. I'm gonna spew it out, so please don't walk away, please. I'm still working on this. Uh, you want to not leave that in the finished document because readers will pick it up and go, I don't like this. This this seems weird. There's a there's an undercurrent, a subcutaneous nature to it where you're just like, eh. I mean I get it, but it's like. I don't want to like deal with it more than I have to. So the editor's job is to make sure the writer sounds the best way the writer can sound. And that's where communication outside of the, the document helps. Because if, if I'm talking to you about a card game, I want you to be excited about your card game. I want to hear like what you're trying to do. Like, I want to get this card game out. It's going to be about... I'm going to make something upset, okay? Um, it's going to be about puppies. Puppies and kittens actually cooperating to... Uh, beat up fish because fish are stupid. So, you, I want to hear your enthusiasm. I want to see what parts you emphasize because that way I know that verse. What's your name? Uh, Deborah. Deborah. So when Deborah speaks, I know that Deborah gets really excited about this piece and this piece and this piece, and I can translate that into okay, she's trying hardest here. This is a part that probably needs a different kind of polish than maybe than if Deborah. I'm going to pick on you for a second. If Deborah's really terrible at experience and, and role player reward systems, then I know that I need to spend a little extra time there. And that comes through co not just reading your thing and going, well, you've got, you got 8,500 words about, you know, world building and you've got 65 words and, oh, this is how you, you know, this is how you advance. Then I know that, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a disparity. And that doesn't mean everything needs to be balanced. It just means that it needs to be reasonable for what you're doing. So if you're like, it's a level-less game, I should not read this and go, what do you mean all of a sudden I have to be level three to do this thing? What's up with that? And it's about understanding what you're trying to do and then helping you get there. And that means the text is going to be changed. You are not a special snowflake, writers. You are somebody trying to do a thing. I am not a special snowflake uh, for dispensing information upon you. My goal is to help you. The way I always uh, say this, and I've said this on every panel I've spoken about, is an editor's job is to clear the static away from the broadcast. Think about radio. You're driving along, you tune into the station, it gets fuzzy, you go through a tunnel, the signal drops. My job is to make sure that signal is consistent and clear all the way through so you can enjoy your favorite song. How I do that, I beat the living shit out of your words. If they're great, I leave them alone. They don't need, I, I, don't, I don't monkey every sentence, I don't. But if you keep using the same mistakes 25 times, I'm going to highlight the first two and then passive aggressively and obnoxiously you're doing it again, again, here, 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 for about two pages until you get the idea that, oh, you're not supposed to do that. And then and then when you do it again, I'll just flag it like 20 pages in so you get the idea. Because a lot of people need that, you know. And that, that is part of the tone in which I edit. Not everybody needs to do that.
but that is the that is the rep you're getting when you get me. You're going to get comments from me like, "Why do you hate your readers?" Which is uh, the night the the John way of saying you're making your text inaccessible. Why? What are you trying to prove? What are you afraid of? Why are you not just saying shuffle the damn cards and deal them? Why have we gone on this lengthy process about what shuffling means to you and and how dealing is a is a catharsis action that connects people at the table. It's not. You're dealing some damn cards. People do. Oh, people do. Um, yeah, they do. Uh, or, or they want they want to they want to spend so much time on world building because they want to show you that they've had this creative idea and very little time comparatively on how people can play in your world. And the point of our role playing game is so that I can play your game. Unless you know, otherwise, I'm just reading your fiction, which is also a thing I can do. But you've been talking to people about how this is a role-playing game. So maybe there should be some playing in your role game. Or maybe some game in your role. Yeah. So the documents get the documents get changed. Whether that's the smallest things like you need a comma here, you need a comma here, semicolon goes here, that's a colon, you know, hit a hard return here, or something structural like and this is where I start to differ from other authors, because let's say you write a paragraph where um, you're convinced you are telling me the best way to uh, ex you're explaining initiative I'm going to use a really traditional comment thing so let's say you're really trying to explain initiative and you write this brilliant paragraph because you're pretty sure it's brilliant about how um, you um, you've got this great mechanic where you roll a die and then you count backwards to count initiative rounds based on speed uh, White Wolf does it, Arjun does it lots of games do if you move faster, you go either more times or you go sooner. And you write this paragraph because it totally makes sense to you because it's your mechanic, but I read it and go, you want me to do what now? And then I, I, I ask you about it, and you're like, oh, I mean it to do this. And I, I either, if, sometimes I will flag that and go, this paragraph isn't doing what you think it does. This sentence is telling me item one, and you're talking about item four. Or in the case of a rule where it's like shuffle and deal, and you've gone on for pages, and I will delete it and write, you mean shuffle and deal. And I will delete the text and go, shuffle cards, rather than place thumbs upon two decks, place them side by side, move fingers in an upward rotating way fashion so that the edges of the cards align, and then press your palms together and press the deck downward. Shuffle! <laughs> I know you've written, you got really into the, the anatomy and, and physical geometry, but it's shuffle. I want to shuffle. I want to move on to the next rule here. We've got a lot of words to cover in your thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. I don't need an anatomy lesson. I need to game. So this process continues through as many drafts as possible until we're both happy with it. Then it goes up the food chain. either Ideally to art slash layout, which is happening in concert simultaneously. Um, and there are cases when you have to do one before the other, but they're roughly happening at the same time. And then it goes on to publicate to, to final layout, publication, and distro, where it goes out into the world and does stuff. But on the whole, the editing is the the editing is the is the break in the publication process. So creative stuff happens, editing starts to refine it. We're both happy with it, and then it goes into product end of it. So that's the whole you know outside of like specifics like use one and use one space after a comma, use one space after a period, which are stylistic choices that get reinforced because some games or some systems or some companies do or don't do that stuff. And those changes about what they make to the 
wide toolbox in English where they put it into a document called a style guide. Um, you may, as an editor, end up writing your own style guides for companies just so they can keep their own shit straight. Like, we always capitalize these words. We always bold these words. We always use these words in lowercase. Do we use headings? Do we use the Oxford comma? Do we use serial comma or serial semicolon? Do we like M dashes? Do we like spaces around our dashes? You know, all, here, how do we do a stat block? How do we do an example? Um, in a game I edited, uh, I worked with Evil Hat on the Dresden Files role-playing game and the Paranet Papers. Uh, they have marginalia, call-out boxes, where characters from the IP discuss the game as if it's a real living thing. And uh, how, what does that look like? What is, how, do we, how do we indicate that in the text? Because the writer is also responsible for those other elements. They, I mean, if, they, if the jokes suck or they know they need a joke here, they'll write, you know, John, put a joke here. Or, or they'll take a stab at it and the beat won't land. It, it's not funny. The pun doesn't work because I would have changed that sentence or they decided to change the sentence and you tweak it. But what do these individual elements start to look like? Editing is the first part where style meets word crack it comes together. Because we also need to know headers. Are we using big giant H1s? Are we, are we just using Microsoft Word styles? Are we using XML? Are we, are we, are you writing it straight in, I just learned you can write it straight in grep and have InDesign pick it up and do sorcerous alchemy things. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, uh, I'm learning. So for now it's still transmutation between lead and gold. So all these different tools are available to you and it's okay not to know all of them. Uh, when I started, I started my, I, I've been editing 20 years. I've been in the industry uh, technically five as an editor. As, as like a full time, I only edit games. Yeah, I'm, I'm counting in my head five years. Because uh, I started I, I started roughly at this convention and I was upstairs. You know where the, the, the candy and the drink room is? That used to be the conference room where all the panels were. Because this, pa this place was like 200 people at max. So... Uh, we were all in there, and Ken Height was talking about how gaming is going, and he was like, editors are really important. Are there any editors in the room? No one was raising their hands, and I'm like, well, I'm an editor. <laughs> and that was suddenly as if I was running through the lion den covered in meat sauce, because, <laughs> because, because not ten minutes after that panel ended, all these people came to me like, are you an editor? Do you have cards? And I'm like, no, but I live in this town. And I could write you an email right away. And I, w I mean, I live, well, let's say I'm upstairs, so I live that way. So I went home and I'm like, thank you so much for your interest in me editing yourself. I would love to. Let's talk later. And then I would go back to the con because I would, I would come and go because I didn't feel good enough to be here because I'm not, a, I mean, I'm a gamer as I play, but I didn't like do stuff. I was a fiction editor. I worked in big companies where I had, you know, not a cubicle. They gave me a corner, but this was before the open office form. Well, I didn't have an office, Matt. I had the end of a... T I, was, I was the fourth guy in a row of four. It sucked. Never, never again. Never again. So, that's how I got started. And then it just sort of snowballed from there. Because the to, to hire an editor... Because now we'll start getting crunchy. To hire an editor, you come find us on social media. My preferred social media is Twitter. Because it, it works for my intention. Um, it's fast enough. It requires concision, which is a skill I prize in writers. If you're able to get your idea across to me, then I know uh, we can at least communicate effectively because you can write me length in an email, but you can get like, hey, John, can we talk about whatever you're doing? Yeah, totally. 
if you can get it across 140 characters, all the better, because I can read that in my phone while I'm doing literally anything else in my life. So on Twitter, you can find me at awesome, A-W-E-S-O-M-E, underscore, you need the underscore, you guys, J-O-H-N, because without the underscore, awesome John, all one word, is some Finnish kid, and he, I think he's a DJ? He's a teenager. I don't know what he's doing, but it's lame, and he never updates. Whereas I post on. Sounds like you check him out. I was gonna say, you check him out regularly. I gotta know because if he ever abandons it, I'm taking it and then just redirecting it because I've been the underscore guy so long. Because back in my day, kids, when I had the internet and you had to put spaces in things, you needed the underscore. I've just dated myself hard. (laughs) So you 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 find me on Twitter. You can find other editors on Google Plus. Do not find them on Facebook. Do not find them on Facebook. Put that in bold when you write this down. Okay. Do not find them in Facebook. Facebook is not the... And here's why. Facebook gets diluted in all the other things. Look at these cat memes. Look at my political rant. Look at my complaining about my you know, sonogram pictures. Look at my... Right. You know, Here's my ad so you can find uh, hidden clues in this puzzle 27 times. Or whatever farming housing simulator is very popular. I don't even know if they still do that shit. No. Find the other forms of social media. G+, Google+, G+, G+, is the way to go. Um, And Twitter for the more immediacy. Um, Additionally, you can read many of these same thoughts on my blog, writernextdoor.com. Go there, read. I need the page views, you guys. Come on, come on. There are no ads, um, because I refuse to... Writernextdoor.com. Because it's awesome, and I teach people how to write. I, I, if you follow me on Twitter every day, I I've do. I've seen your website. That was on your card, right? It's on my card. Yeah, yeah. It actually now has a mobile edition because I changed my WordPress thing. Nailed it. So now you can like, yeah. Yeah. It used it used to suck before, and I'm sorry, you guys, but it's better now. Um, so, so, um, every if you follow me on Twitter every day, every day that I'm not at like a convention or in a hospital. Uh, I do even when I'm in a hospital, I sneak the phone in. And but when I'm not at a convention, I do writing tweets, which are hundred, which are tweet-sized writing tips. Like, uh, no, you don't always need a wizened old man to die halfway through after mentoring your protag so that your character can advance the plot. Or do not confuse uh, women who aggressively pursue violence to be the only way a woman can be badass. These are some of my more popular tweets of the last like two weeks. That's why I remember them. Or uh, often they're motivational, like, you don't suck. <laughs> people really love that one. Well, people on the internet, people in the room apparently, less so, but that's fine. So, th- that's the editorial process. It takes as long as it needs to take. Now, there is that pyramid of fast, cheap, and thorough. Um, and I talk a lot about this. I fall in the fast, Thorough category. So now we get to talk about money. Editors get paid by the word. I don't care if you're new or if you've been doing it as long as I have, you get paid by the word. And when anybody says otherwise, you say, no, I get paid by the word. The only exception, because there must be an exception everywhere is if I'm writing something specific, like a query letter or a book blurb, 
where I because it's one page and I know exactly how to do it. That's a one flat rate. Period. Now, if I get paid by word, how much is it per word? Base. Do never, do never. Grammar, John. Never go below two cents a word. I don't care if you're brandy, brandy new. I don't care if you've been doing it longer than me. You go below two cents a word, you are basically saying, hey, company, I'm a doormat. You are worth more than one point, you know, point one nine cents per word. Do not fraction your words. Do not fraction and go, I'm worth one, I'm one and a half cents a word. God, why? What are you going to do with the half pennies when people start writing odd amounts? You want them to round up? You want them to round down? How about we just go to two cents, you guys? Start at two, work your way up. The average in the industry is between three and seven. Mostly three to four. Um, I can give some examples of editors, and I know their rates because they like it when I talk about this stuff. Macklin and I, Ryan Macklin, you can read him at ryanmacklin.com. Uh, Ryan Macklin, well, Macklin's out. That's why I can talk. He, he's no longer editing in the gaming industry. He's got a job job and he's got a family now. So, but Macklin was a nickel a word, period. Amanda Valentine, who you can read at ayvalentine.com. Uh, she is on her phase out because her kids are reaching high school and college age and she's got some other stuff going on. And she is between three and four cents a word. I am flexible to your budget because uh, for a while it was really just the three of us and then there were other people who you could find if one of us were busy. But we, we, we formed the, the triune of consistently day, like this is our day job, like this is what we do. You know, Amanda's a you know Amanda's a mom, and Ryan for a while before he got his current job worked at Paizo as an in-house editor, and then we just freelance. And I only freelance. I I don't have the patience or the the temperament to be you know wear a tie or barely wear pants or be bossed around by some you know dick in a suit. So this is what I do. And so how do how do we get that number? Um, well, quite frankly. Uh, I, I was sitting at Gen Con with these people and I'm like we should try to standardize our shit we, we deserve that because um, we should now you're going to run into publishers who are frankly cheap but don't don't bend if they can pay $1,700 for a piece of art and not use it then clearly for 10,000 words they can give you an extra $100 and when they get testy, say that to them. And when they go, what are you talking about? Tell them I sent you. Tell them I said. Two cents a word is completely reasonable. Um, one of my goals before I die is that write, that editors get a, a rough living wage comparable to what's found in fiction. Because uh, that's crazy expensive, comparatively. Because when I tell you that freelance fiction editing, I can get 35 cents a word, yet I make three on average for role-playing games kind of tells me that maybe I should be doing more fiction editing. The problem is somebody's got to be able to pay that much. People are slow to part with money because as soon as you get into a novel where you're looking at 70, 90, 120,000 words at 35 cents a word, that's some math, you guys. So if you're looking to get into this, I would recommend you, you make friends with payment plans. Something like half up front, half at the back end. Or what I use now is the milestone system. Take your product, whatever it is, chop it up. Every 10,000 words, 
throw me X amount. Or every if, if we're doing a long thing, like a series, every X number of days, throw me some PayPal. Uh, really, ideally, if you're going to work electronically, you, you go through PayPal. Or a PayPal. Google Wallet is also, yeah. Um, rare. I only get checks from one company. Uh, and that's really, and that's mainly because it's it's uh, if if they didn't send me checks, they'd freak the hell out because they have a, a shoe, literally a shoebox full of receipts. So that's on there, and I'm fine with it because I'll go to the bank. It's okay. But on the whole, it's digital, and that's fine. And it's also you know, aside from the three to five day clearing period, it's immediate, and I can track the invoices. Which brings me to invoices. If you're not working from an invoice, stop working. You're going to hear the same sentence in a minute when I talk contract. But if you're not using an invoice, uh, don't do it. Even if you're working for your friends. Even if you're working for your spouse. Honestly, even if you're working for yourself. Just so you can keep straight, you're not billing yourself. You're not going to like, that's right, left hand. You did make $85. I mean, I just could. But it's mainly so you can keep track of progress. It's mainly so that people are straight on what's going on. Now... Let's talk contracts. You need one. Always get one. I don't care who you're working for. Unless you're working for yourself. Because you pretty much know where you were most of the time. So, contract. If you don't get if you don't have one, don't do the work. If they say we don't need one, don't do the work. Now an email can count as a contract. Because a contract contains these elements. You need to know what it is you're doing. When it's due, what you what they want you to do to it, uh, how they're going to pay you, how much they're going to pay you, and a thing called a kill clause or a kill fee, which is if this thing blows up and we have to break up, like Brenda and Dylan and 90210, uh, who gets what and how much money do I walk away with, if any, depending on timing. And it also lays out a, a series of deadlines for like. If it's really big, like you get, you know, fifteen thousand words are due in twenty days, then because of a convention or a holiday or whatever, you know, it, it maps out when what part is due if it has to be broken up at all. And that's also true for payment. So it's like, you know, pay me fifty up front, fifty in the back, or whatever. That's all spelled out. It does not need to be a formal legalized. Please don't get extra legally just because you, you think it makes you extra legit. No. Now, if you need a blank contract. Take my crappy business card, because I only have the crappy ones left. Take my crappy business card, write me an email, tell me you wrote this panel, tell me you need a blank contract. I will email you a blank contract sometime this week, probably Tuesday when I'm conscious. <laughs> so, um, and then you just literally fill in the blank. And it says in big cap letters, put your name here, put the person's name here, put the date here. And then when it doesn't, it's a very clear blank line as to what's going there, like your signature. Use them. Please use them. Don't even, if, especially if you work for your friends, where you're going to blur that line between business, and social, or your spouse, or your partner, or whomever, just to keep everything straight. So you at least divide the labor effectively, so that there's no doubt about like, hey, I thought you were doing that thing. I thought you were doing that thing. I wish one of us had written it down what we were doing. Contract. The um, the other issue contract is that it spells out like expressly what I'm doing. It tells me if I'm copy editing. So I know not to really shake too hard a stick of my hand. 
if I'm develop if I'm using if I'm developing a system for you, which is part of the developmental editing process. If you're like, John, I'm making a game about uh, siege warfare, and I know I want to use poker cards. Got any ideas for me? Hmm, I say. Or John, I'm working on a I'm working on a fate thing, and I do a lot of fate stuff. So uh, John, I'm doing a fate thing, but I've never seen a skill do this. What does that look like? Oh, it looks like when we talk about it. The the um, before I get to questions, the the big thing I want I want to tell you to do, in fact, must do. Gold star, the super bold. This answer your goddamn emails. Answer them promptly. Answer them effectively. Answer them thoroughly. Answer them clearly. Don't prevaricate. Don't waffle. Don't bullshit. You got a problem? Say so. And be clear. Even if you're new. Even if you're nervous. Even if you're scared you're never going to get work again. You'll get work again unless you severely nuke that bridge. And like, you know, Jerry Springer, you know, daytime television, like, I'm not, you know, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. Table flip, big... Draw, you know, big Rage drama. Quit. Rage quit. Like that was the word I was looking for. Yeah. You know. Other than that, you can pretty much fix anything. Answer your emails. Answer them kindly. Just because I get in, like the exception being like right now conventions. A, I have no reception in here. And B, uh, I have no time. I'm doing. You know, I've done over a dozen panels. I've done yeah. two play tests. I've tried to sleep occasionally, and I've eaten things. So like, I'm not on my phone. I'm not at my PC so much. Um, Yes, sir. Uh, but don't be afraid to go. Hey, I got this. Yes, yes. That, that's that's a that's a receipt. You know. Hey, I got this. Thanks so much. Uh, I'll get to it. <laughs> Insert date here. That is super helpful, especially when somebody is. Uh, you're not sure when you're going to get back in touch with them. Like, so people are people are at this convention. They don't know when I'm going to be around. I've told them like on the phone six days ago. Yeah, I'm out. I'm back at the desk. You know, Monday afternoon, pending health. So, you know, don't expect anything because I've got a big problem. I've got uh, Brian Patterson's cartoon uh, on my desk. And uh, I told him, I'm at Metatopia. You guys know my health situation. So I'm going slower than I used to go. I mean, by, and by slower, I'm taking like an extra five hours. So for me, that's like a lifetime. For other people, that's like a big job. So I'm going slow. So it's like, yeah, we get it. You're at a convention. You're probably going to sleep all day Monday. Yeah, pretty much I am. I have, a, I have, I have therapy in the afternoon, so I feel better. But on the whole, yeah, I'm sleeping all day. Yeah, that's fine, dude. You just you get it done Tuesday. It's fine. Would you also do it the other way around? Like confirm, like when you send, like if I'm sending you an email, would you? Should I also be adding uh, confirm receipt? Like confirm that you, you received it. Yeah, just drop me a note. Like, and I, I don't mean I don't structure it so stiffly. Usually, it's like, uh, let me know when you get this, or uh, just tweet me if you don't. You know, like if. And I usually make up a bogus reason. Like, my 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 popular one is, my Gmail's been really weird lately. Just let me know if you get this message. Yeah. Or if for some reason this attachment comes up blank. It's never gone up before, but they don't need to know that. Uh, if this attachment comes up blank, just let me know you got it. Thanks. Out it goes. So, yes. Ryan taught me that trick, because I didn't always do it. And then I didn't do it with him, and he's like, you didn't tell me you got the file. And I'm like, you just sent it to me. You know I got it. I told you I started working on it. He's like, you got to tell me. So make sure you do that. So let's do some questions for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes or so. Hey, man. Hi. How, How are, are you? you? I'm exhausted, but I'm doing the best I can today. 
Thanks for asking. What's up? Um, give me a minute to think about this and I will give you a question. Cool. Anybody else have a question? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Come on. What do you got? Okay, so for beginners, basically yeah. get up on Twitter or other social media. And mm -hmm. is, do you have any other advice besides hanging out a shingle or how to get in touch with people? And you mean like how to communicate with them? Preferably no. in the language they speak, but I don't think that's what you meant. No, usually ideally, but if you're hanging up a shingle, how do you put up the shingle in an established pathway? What do you mean shingle? Uh, she wants, how does she tell people she's an editor? Oh. Sorry. It's okay. I'm better with sleep. It's okay. Everybody is. Um, you, you just say, hey, um, pick a form of social media. Um, I'm an editor. Maybe, preferably link to a website or a blog or, or some repository where they can find information like your rate. Throw it in the bio. Throw it in your Twitter bio. And then just go about your day. Because the minute you jump on social... So in social media, there's two parts. There's the media part and the social part. And if you are just using social media as a way to grow your business, uh, those of us who use social media as a way to broadcast to our friends globally, uh, we, we don't talk to you. We, 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 we treat you the way we treat those sponsored tweets from Arby's. How quickly can I skip yeah. this? Because I, I want to talk to a person. I want to talk to you about your shit. I mean, you, don't, you guys don't always want to hear about my health bitching. Some people do. But, you know, you guys don't want to hear me bitch about health. But you're going to get that when you follow me on Twitter. And you're going to get, you know, like writing tweets and story tweets and links to my shit. And you're going to get, you know blurbs about how my game is coming and all that stuff. And, oh my god, I made pizza tonight, you guys. Because that's part of the experience. And to deny people that is to just define myself by my job. And nobody is defined by their job. They just because they have it doesn't mean they are it. They are more than that. And that's super helpful for keeping your headspace when you get rejected as a freelancer because people are, don't have the money, or people have gone already with somebody else, or you can't seem to find anybody to pay attention to you. So, the established pathway is the media itself. All you have to do is just get out there and go, yep, doing this. people sound like one person? Yes, yeah. Um, I make him sound like a third person. Perfect. Okay, that's what I need to tell him because he's, he's divvying up the work in such a way where it's like, no, I don't want to touch it. Right, because so this sounds like you yeah, yeah. and that sounds like him. And then you've got to pick, it's like picking a favorite. And you don't want the reader to pick a favorite. You want the reader to be presented with the narrator or the reader or the, 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 the information. And so what I would generally tend to do if one person, especially if you're two styles in sentence construction and word choice and speed and all these other different elements, if it's two different people who can't, you know, hive mind it, I make them sound like a third person, because maybe person A is really great at, at expressive sentences; they can really paint me this mental picture in my head. But person B is great in a technical aspect where they can use an economy of words to get across the ideas of like this is these are the steps you perform. I take those two elements together and I have a complete voice because it's expressive and instructive. So 
but I make him sound like a third person. What that third person sounds like depends on how the other two people sound originally. Because if one person's very casual and the other person's very dry, I try to find a semi-blend based on what you want to do. Because you might go, we're trying to sound professional now. Oh, great. So then I know to make that third voice stiffer or academic or erudite or something. But if you're like, no, John, just fucking swear and write this book like we do in Fate, then tell me. I want to make it sound like that. And then we find a third voice that sounds, you know, basically like me. Um, where I can say, like, yeah, you're just going to roll that, add that, and then I'm going to curse every once in a while. So then that's that one project was going to be more solely academic, right? Great. And then on this side, it would be um, he's the GM, he'll be writing a book about, like, whatever, like, mechanics and stuff and game design you wind up doing. Uh huh. But what I would want to do is write something beforehand talking about the need in the therapeutic, for example, and the need in the therapeutic community. You want a bridge between the two. I'm trying to create yes. bridges. That's okay. what I'm trying to do. So in that case, do I, do I still have to write, how do I write that part? Because do I want to try to make it sound academic, or do I want to try to make it sound down the middle, closer towards where the reader would be for the, for the actual game? Okay, there are two parts to my answer. Okay. First part, uh, you can turn this into a decision and go, I am choosing flat out that I'm going to sound like, you can just make a hard choice. Two, you can hold back, wait till he, I'm going to point you, because are you the guy? Okay. So, you're going to wait until, what's your name? Tim. You're going to wait until Tim is done writing, and see whether or not you like the way Tim put the words together. And if you're cool with it, then you just ape it, and you keep it going. But if Tim writes this thing, and you're like, if it doesn't feel good to you, because you've got to presume, are you writing a bigger share of this? Or is it roughly two halves coming together? Ballpark. Okay, so like the game design part, we're probably going to write together, just so that that way, because you see how I write, he could just talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the first part would probably be for me, and I'm then trying to trying to feel like whether or not whether or not I put citing sources and stuff like that, and making it more almost academic. Who's your audience? Always remember who your audience is. Who's your audience? I I think we're gearing towards the the player. I don't know if we're going to gear towards the player. I think we're going to go towards the therapist, the therapist more. Okay. Then you want citations. Okay. Then you want to always think about your audience, whomever they might be, whether they are. And by audience, I don't mean the publisher. I mean the person who's ultimately going to read this thing when it's done. So if you're going to go more academic, if you're going to go more therapeutic, citations. Um, is it APA? Yeah, I'll probably do APA. Footnotes. Footnote that shit. Because that way you won't visually break up the line. With your parenthetical. So that allows you in layout, I just learned this in the last panel, uh, in, in layout it allows you not to have to worry about breaking up the line with parentheticals or changing your columns if you're going to a multi-column table. Okay, crap. I'm gonna have to, yeah, we'll talk again yeah, about that because, um, yeah. Did I help you, Deborah? Yes, thank you. Do you want my card so you can yes, ask please. more questions if you have them later? Because I know, no, I know you gotta go to a place. So here's one of my piece of shit cards. I'm out of the fancy ones. But you've got all my contact info aside, and you can okay. have one of my old cards. Cool. Enjoy. Vintage. Vintage. Artisanal. Thank you very much. You're welcome, guys. Have a good day. I Thank guess you. coming off of that re- the response you gave me. Uh-huh. What's your name, Brian? Did you call me he? <laughs> Brian. Brian. Hi, Brian. Uh, coming off of the response you gave me is the idea I'm going to turn my chair in if Deborah doesn't mind. Um, like have a good day, guys. I, I, I wrote my dissertation. 
wrote, I wrote that, I finished that. Greg DePriest is awesome. But I wrote it in such a way where I wrote it, like, uh, that was pretty much me just writing for a long ass time. And Oof. then my writing well, level. Well, that's what a digital is, Brian. Yeah, exactly, I know. But then getting my writing level up to that point, but then I haven't written anything academically in over a year now. It's been okay. almost two years. So. What are you worried about? I'm not going to sound as professional. And so this is where it's like, I'm going to need the editor to make that decision for me because I'm not going to, I feel like. How about you just write the thing first, Brian, and take a look at it? Don't, because the more, the more, um, the more prejudging you do, the more prejudicial, see what I did there, you will get about the mid result rather than the end result. Okay. So just write the damn thing. Okay. And then deal with the next bits after, but get all the ideas on the paper. Finish correct. Finish correct. So the way, I mean, if you don't mind bullshitting for a couple more minutes or whatever, I mean... The, the All I got to do is drive this guy home and he lives 20 minutes away. <laughs> nice. The way I was thinking, uh, you already picked up what, exactly what I'm trying to do, is like just trying to create this bridge between gaming and the therapeutic community. Yeah, because it fascinates me. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm a, I'm a massive just, proponent of therapy. I've been in yeah. for years. And if you read my blog, I talk about this shit all the time. Yeah. And, and it's where I, the hell, I, where I, the hell I, that bridge? Yeah. You know? So... So yeah, so bridges. I was thinking about just starting it like as a quick ten-page article, and then okay, hang on, hang on, we're gonna pause you there, because the word quick and ten-page in a layman's mind do not mean the same thing. So you might want to consider a variation of serialization, five two-pagers. Okay. Because those teach you some valuable skills, Brian, like concision, or uh, colloquialism, the ability to come across casually despite being academic in nature. So you might want to give me like rocket scientist or, or upper, is it CBT? Yeah, figure. That's because you wanted a 10 page article. Um, <laughs> oh, I, dude, I, I've been here. I've been here. So, okay, just to know, in all fairness, because I was upstairs, yeah. one of the guys was like, yeah, when you talk to him, like he'll look at your writing and he'll know exactly how you think and everything like that, right? Yeah. yeah. He said that to me. I look at the person across to me who's talking. My eyes widen. Uh-huh. My head is like, oh my god, this guy has seen so many words yes. that he's able to do that. So yes. I immediately started thinking ten thousand hours, right? Or so. Have you listened to mastery or read mastery? Oh god, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're I'm 12, well over ten thousand. Yeah, you're at the twelve thousand hour mark. I'm at least like magic. I'm at least at fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. doing this twenty years every day, at including that holidays. Point, you make it look like magic. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit. This is a magician. This is what you're doing. You've been calling me a wizard. You're, you are a wizard. Oh, but he's a wizard. Oh, that's sweet. He's a white council wizard. Damn, Skippy, I am. White council. And nerds. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, it's, it's Dresden. Oh. <laughs> One day I'll give you the no. books to read. Yeah. It's okay. No, no. Whatever the fuck you're talking about before that. The role playing game? No. Literal words that you said before you started talking about wizards. Oh, oh, oh! Before oh. you were veering into shit, I actually understand. okay. So we were describing that that he's writing academic paperwork. Yes, and it gets long-winded as yes. shit because yeah. academics love to hear themselves talk while existing in an ivory tower. So yes. one of the one of the things he's writing about is called CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. Okay, it is a right now a very it's well it used to be trendy now it's very popular and almost mainstream depending yeah. on your you're doing and it's a way of addressing therapy by looking at behavior, looking at response and consequence. So what we were discussing after that is the he was relaying the idea that yeah John can look at a thing and tell you everything you need to know about yourself whether you recognize that in your words or not because I have spent 
<laughs> upwards of 12,000 work hours learning that. And there, there's a theory, uh, Gladwell and Godin's theory, that says if you, if you do a thing for 10,000 hours intensely, not just like, I spend 10,000 hours, you become a master of it, a pro at it. A, you reach your upper level, not just in terms of ability, but also in experience and wisdom about it and action. And then Green adds on to that and is like, if you hit the 20,000 hour mark, he doesn't have too many examples of it. It, but when you hit that twenty thousand hour mark, it looks like magic to anyone else. Yeah. Like this is this is the idea of you're going to war against somebody and you can't even nail down where he's going to attack you from because it's it could be anywhere. Yeah, it turns you into Gandalf. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm yeah, I, pretty much. It's a, it's it's a it's a metaphorical mic drop. I am um, I am somewhere in the fifteen thousand hour. Range. Yeah, but you're already you to the point though where you're already showing the result is. They think it's like magic. Oh, yeah. Because, because and it, it amuses yeah. me to no end. It amuses me to no end yeah, to do it. Yeah, you smoke off all day. Yeah. <laughs> and he's done. And then I limp out the door. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's not a very graceful exit anymore, you guys. But, yeah. No, no, so it's a dramatic exit. It is dramatic now because now there's a king. Because he just kicked your ass. And then he's going to limp out, but he just kicked your ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you know I did. Yeah. So, um, the issue you're <laughs> the issue you're looking for uh, when you build a bridge, there's actually a, a, t- a term for that. You are... Um, you are technically it's called transmittive writing because you are moving from one thing to the other you are transmitting the idea by lensing it through something else it, in hi hi. how are you man Left my bag over here. oh oh gosh I didn't even notice I didn't even notice sorry that's now, okay doing it like this uh-huh. should we be what, what is the it we're talking about uh, the game that we're working on yep 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 um, should we be switching back and forth between the mechanics and the technical side of it? Since it's okay, towards so he, here's I'm gonna drop a smoke bomb now. Time to go. That's what that means. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Should is up to you. Should okay. is not up to me. Okay. If it's up to me, then it's my thing. But it's not my thing. It's your thing. So make it be your thing. Okay. So if you want to do that, but do it consistently. Be aware that you're doing it, and be able to explain it to somebody that yeah, this is what I'm doing. It also depends on like the number of mechanics. Like if you've got like four mechanics, then yeah, put it all on one. But if you've got I don't know sixty, I'm making numbers up. If you've got like sixty, space them out, coordinate, wrap them thematically, wrap them experientially, wrap them based on modality, you guys, and then you can example. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm reading my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't. You mean package them together in a way that the information seems relative, regardless of its its. Uh, um, Psychiatric or psychologic expectation. See, because when I say, should I take it like an article? He thinks academic. He thinks there's going to be headlines. There's going to be parentheses. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the reader, and that's going to scare the reader. Hey, Josh. So that what happens is, it when when he told me that, my response is, well, in every two pages, we could put an image or something. He's talking about breaking up the pacing for the reader, so that way they're not just this wall of words. Yeah, it happens when you do academic writing. Yes, which hurts everyone involved. And the writer. <laughs> because a wall of words expresses so few of the ideas in the wall of words because all we see is a box of text. And um, interesting side note, one of the reasons why we stopped doing two spaces after a period is because it creates these ribbons of white that break huh. up the ideas. It's an old typesetting thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Waterfalls? Waterfalls. Yeah, it's a waterfall. It looks like all of a sudden like you've just got this 
Ooh, there's very like any music should be playing in a spa, just nice. like snaking things through, cutting up all your concrete. But the, the fact that there's no paragraph breaks, or the fact that their paragraph breaks are so infrequent, it does not convey intelligence. It conveys arrogance because look how many words I am spending to give you this idea, regardless of the idea's actual size. See, and I think this is why I can't do something like what we're talking about doing with Moses, because my 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 little boy who had a doctor says, well, he um. He writes like that. Yeah. Like he writes like that. I don't. He writes and thinks like that. So, okay. so his writing style will be like that, and right. then mine isn't. Yeah, it's just it's not. I had to force myself in order to to, to be able to kind of adhere to the academia like writing style. I'm yeah. familiar. I, I I I toiled many. I um my father uh, was he's now long retired. My father was the longest serving mm-hmm. uh, school administrator in the state of New Jersey. My father. He's not a nice man. My father has an inability to deal with people. It's the source of many of my therapy issues. Um, but from the age, uh, from uh, grade six until my dad retired, I wrote all his speeches. I made him sound good. Uh, I wrote all his budget presentations. I hate PowerPoint now. But um, I, I made him sound the way people in the school made him think, you know, thought he sounded. And then when they met him, they're like, that guy's an asshole. I know, that's what I've been saying at home for years, you guys. <laughs> Nice. But the the idea being, I'm very I am very familiar with all manner of academic writing, so I get the wall of text demonstrating intelligence because I'm gonna vomit yeah. in a in a in a cube board shaped cube. Look at my assimilation as opposed to I'm gonna build because the the other extreme in the ivory tower is this magical fantasy land with no grounding and experience because we've never left the academic theory pool. Oh, screw that. I hate that. Yeah, I know you're talking about And the move has to be made away from that, especially in the journal articles, because the minute somebody goes, have you seen this happen in real life, half the audience is going to go, even if they're academics, will go, well, if you haven't seen it in real life, you're just, you know, basically masturbating for the last ten pages. I could have looked at pictures for that. I want my time back. As opposed to, here's some real life experience that I'm mixing in with an academic. Yes, it technically lowers the readability based on the principles of academia. But it's being read by more people. Isn't that preferable to the level at which you... I mean, if you're so worried about appearing smart that you are mistaking appearance for content, then you have missed the point entirely of journals because journals are supposed to be a salon. They're supposed to be a collection of ideas written among peers for the purpose of educating and furthering the peer. The fact that journals became the layman's tool to, as an entry point, I'm just going on and on, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minute that the journal becomes an entry point for the layman is the minute you assume that the layman is the peer, and that is not the case. And it comes across as the layperson as, these guys are a bunch of obnoxious dickholes. Because yeah. you're not writing to that audience, you're, Correct. Writing for the, you know, you're writing to fit into that journal. Right. Yeah. The journal is the tool, not the target. Right to the target. Yeah. And, you, and, and the way I see it right now, I don't want to go into writing for academia because that's not my, like, you know, that's really That's not who you want to reach. I was, yeah. I, I am a therapist. I was a therapist before I got my doctorate, and I'm a therapist after I got Good for you. That's I, awesome. You know what I'm saying? And I did that just advertising. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I understand. Advertising. But I'm not going to go into academia and yeah, write man. that way because this one fucking pissed me off and I can't do it. It's just, yeah. yeah. And, and you need to be able to preserve your own space yeah. and, and, you know, not kill yourself trying to complete this task. So, yeah, I get it. I super oh. get it. Well, I got a, I got another question for you. Oh, good, Tim. What's up, dude? <laughs> um, now that I have a voice, I am working on another project, which is a card game. Okay. Um, 
how how do you charge for something like a, a card game? By the like, word. Okay. Um, that's it then, really. I mean. By the word, because I expect the text for the cards to probably be in an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. And Excel can track word count. All right. So I just try. I don't care what the card looks like. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, unless, unless the visual appearance of the card is the mechanic. Yeah. Um, at that point, it, I, we, we chat about it if yeah. it's like really obscure. Like you're making, like I talked to a guy who's making hexagonal cards, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's the way they face, that's the mechanic you play. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. I've never done something like that, so I totally want to be involved. He was like, you know, here's my shit, let's, let's talk. And he was, I, he, I bought him tacos and I was in like Flynn. Yeah, because chicken tacos at the taco truck downtown are awesome. <laughs> so, um, generally, it's by it's. I'm always going to do by word unless you're getting really like specialty. Um, I used to do journals by the page because journals give a shit about page. Yeah. But then uh, people saw that and were like, I started at ten, I bloated to twenty. But since we contracted for ten, you're getting ten. Yeah. So then I just went back to word. So ninety nine percent of the time it's word. word. Unless you're like, I have 11 of these things for you to do, John. Then I'm like, well, let's do them individually. And you can just send me every two or whatever. The, the problem and the part of the conversation we were having upstairs is the idea that for me to do this the right way. And to What's do, the this? And the this is to create that bridge. Mm -hmm. For me to do this the right way. Define right. The right way would be to make it in such where that I'm actually making a bridge that therapists are willing to cross as well as clients to go back and forth over gaming mm -hmm. like as, as a medium to right. do the therapy yeah what about it um, I I feel like I almost have to adhere to the academic side as well Be not, man, because, because you, cause you don't think the therapist will what, lower themselves it's not about lowering themselves it's, it's more about um, availability have you thought about trying it and seeing what happens I don't have a choice. I have to try it, right? Like, well, you've you got to try it. Yes, but you could. You could. Why? Why couldn't you? In, in gaming, we have quick start guides, right? We have we have short templates that you know, you you know, like Fiasco. Yeah. Fiasco's template is three columns on one side of his paper. Mine for No World is three columns on two sides because I have Act One and Act Two. Now that I figured out how to make my printer double print, <laughs> so I have to go to Staples. Do you mean like actually try it in session? Is that what you mean? Or yeah. What do you mean? No, Try it and see what happens. That's not the problem. Okay, the, the, then I misunderstood. And the problem is, is getting other therapists to do it. Well, because that's a, that's just the same problem as getting the players to play your game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this. Okay, cool. You weren't um, okay. So I hear you. Yeah. Putting an emphasis on the fact that the therapist, as having that define some greater element than the fact that they are just going to experience the thing you're delivering, they are consumers. Yes, they happen to be therapists, but consumers yeah. of my words are novelists, moms, gamers, companies, politicians, randos without a job. By uh, My concern in what you are saying is that you are using therapists as some sort of barrier to keep yourself locked to the idea that it has to be performed a certain way, which creates possibly an unreasonable expectation as to how much you have to work or that you're un you become intransigent in the idea that it has to be done a certain way rather than liberating yourself with the idea of maybe I could do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and hybridize a model that works best not only to your workflow but also the distribution of information. Do you think Give me one of them smoke bombs now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that that could be part of the reasoning for that is that the way therapy is taught is in a 
yes. in, a, in a single model, learn this model, follow that model. I follow multiple models. I, I think I think there are two. I think there are two big issues giving you that idea. One, the therapy model. Yeah. And two, you just wrote a goddamn dissertation and you're afraid you haven't written anything academic in a while. Yeah, that's, and that's why my little boy is like, he's like, oh, no, we gotta write something, we gotta write something. And yeah. You do. Get back on the damn horse. Fuck. No, yeah. You mean another smoke bomb? He gets pyrotechnics with this one. <laughs> <laughs> and lasers. Oh, and lasers. I'm in. Alright, that was the I'll take it. <laughs> and that's why he's a great friend. He's a great friend. Card? Yeah, that's all I have left. Okay, I don't have the vintage ones. I don't have the heavy cardboard ones anymore. I'll give them one to one Where are you guys from? Uh, ah, I'm ah, from for a damn boy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm local. I'm, 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 I'm low down. I'm living in Heights, huh? Um, oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Collaborative editorial experience is somewhat similar in terms of process. Okay. Like the same shit gets done. Because the book gets done. Because the book gets done. But the 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 technique and the craft involved totally different. Okay. Because the editor becomes your marriage counselor. Because I've got a because the editor has to sit there and say, Do you hear what this person is saying? Can you express your own feelings? Can you perhaps use an I statement? Rather than just be attacking. Bill, man, you know, the amount of information you must have absorbed from all the, 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 the stuff they sent at you. Yeah. I meant to ask you, do you know what REBT is? REBT. Since you knew what CBT was. REBT. Uh, I think, uh, I think I've heard of it. I do not know what it is. It's another part of cognitive behavioral. It's okay. called rational emotional behavioral therapy. I know that it's rational emotional. I do not know what is the acronym. And, and then it's just like... No, fuck you. This, 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 is how, this is how the shit is. Yeah, yeah, this is how the shit is. That is more what I adhere to, but okay. I undercut it with uh, Rogerian humanistic Yep. Words. Yeah. I'm familiar with those words as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I absorb a lot of shit. I'm spongy <sighs> like that. We, wow. We gotta come to the next con, bro. We gotta right. come to the next con. Just chill and talk. We like definitely. Or you right. could just call me. That's my home phone number. You can just call my cell phone. I only have a cell phone. You just nice, call I me. I do the same thing. We'll just, yeah. I don't have patience to like... I'll show you a text. Yeah. I'll show you a text later yeah. on. I do the same shit. Just remind me who you are because when I get a random number I generally tend to fuck with them. No, yeah, yeah, I, don't delete delete them. I don't delete them. I fuck with you. I will send you like recipes and shit. No. Until, I, until I like figure out who it is. <laughs> no. Don't tell me. Do not tell me. 
don't don't tell me. And then I'm like, to make chicken parm, what you need to do is get some no, Parmesan I mean, cheese and grate it. And then hammer the, hammer the chicken flat. Perhaps use a Florentine hammer and a downward stroke. Why is there Parmesan cheese in your chicken parm? What are you In the breading. I'm the breading. And then you put the because I'm a cheese fan. So you got to slab on top. It's like you're exercising the words that you force. Like you're forced to just absorb all these words and you exercise them out. And yeah, that's my wrong. Yeah, I need catharsis. Have you seen the amount of angst I'm experiencing? I'm a terminally ill 37 year old man. I I need I need to add to my voice. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it. Completely get it, bro. Yeah, I spent hours, like, in my, in my case, I spent hours yeah, working with people, not saying a damn thing. Yeah. Like, you know, just, You're just there. Like, That's what I've been doing. Yeah. And now I'm at a point where it's, you just need to hand me a paragraph. Yeah, I will lay out everything for you. Oh, you won't lay it out. No, I won't. No, I don't lay it out because layout is a technical thing that frightens yeah, yeah. me. Because it's I, I will, I will express and help you plot and develop and all, the, all the shit you won't even realize you will experience five steps from now. For I am a wizard. You for I am a wizard. Yeah, and that's exactly. And then it makes me makes me wonder the last wizard I gave my information to what they must have thought because I didn't get any of this back and forth. Did you ever ask? You know what it was? It was. Damn, damn near almost done. Like when, when it was getting ready for the dissertation phase and everything like that, mm-hmm. it was already like my third draft or so. At that point, it Dude, was. Dude, a third draft on a dissertation is nothing. Bro, I, I do dissertation drafts. Yo, I knocked that shit out so quick. It was insane. Like, I'm talking about, I started my, um, to submit the information, yeah. the, the, um, not the dissertation itself, just Were you the. With Rutgers? Huh? No, man, I did this like in Florida. Like, okay, I right. had to fly down there, yeah, defend yeah. my shit, fly back. I did, um, it begins with a P. It's prospectus. Yeah, I did my prospectus yeah. in December. I defended in August. Yeah, you got your video on. Yeah, I was just like, yo, I refuse to pay you for another full semester. I'm getting the fuck out. Smoke yeah. my bitches up. Yeah, or yeah, pretty much. That's and okay. I, I, that was doing the the whole study and everything, and having like having the drafts written out by June, July. That makes sense. Yeah, everything just like boom, boom. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. It hurts. <laughs> I believe you. Now go write new things. Yeah. It'll hurt less once you get back on the horse. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it's uh, you have what's called anticipatory fear. It, it affects a lot of us. It's, it's a writer's fear. Because yeah. it, breathe, it turns into a it's monster. Yeah, and you, yes, I've seen that in the, in, in the doctor's degree. That yeah. Came up as a, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's there to that point. I think part of the problem... Yeah, yeah, no, not yet. But if you get back to doing it, you're going to tame that by saying... But I'm doing a thing, so I can't be that bad at it. The, the problem is, is that every week I'm writing um, progress notes like crazy. Well, so that's your job. I know. I don't want to fucking see a computer screen anymore. By the time the week is well, done, write it by hand. hand. You said write by hand. Write by hand. Boom. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I suggested that to my one of my partners. I can use still pen. It's like I can write with, with that, my laptop. I yeah, I guess you still just like pencils. At some point, you gotta type it. But that's later.
respect to families, 